I would just observe all the women around me and I would like, I would decide on one thing that I really like about them because I think everyone is, is strong in one or more things. And I would try to like mimic and, um, <laughs> and, and, and like kind of learn it myself. So um, I've done that with just like colleagues and, and friends as well. And it's, it's a great way to improve yourself. Hello and welcome to Mobile Heroes Uncensored. It's a different kind of episode today. We are focusing on some of the people in mobile, which we always do, right, Peggy? But March is a little different. It is Women's History Month. And guess what? On the 8th of this month, it is International Women's Day. So today we're celebrating the many remarkable achievements of women in tech, specifically mobile marketing. My name is Junkets here. My co-host is Peggy Ensaltz. And in this episode, we're talking to two very specific mobile heroes about their journey in technology. Peggy, who are they? Well, we have Radistina Zakova. She is user acquisition manager at Voodoo, where she focuses on mobile app growth strategies and media buying and campaign optimization. So very much down in the weeds, but she also works on a newly launched game, Collect Them All, Clear the Dots. And finally, her career started, I wouldn't say way back in 2016, but she says that on her CV. <laughs> Yeah, way back in the day when she landed her first gig in mobile marketing. And since then, she's worked for some of the top gaming companies, including Jam City. Great to have you, Radistina. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I guess it feels longer than it actually is. I wish I had started way back in 2016. Wow. <laughs> I was I preceded the iPhone. That's all I'm just going to say here. <laughs> And we also have Joanna Varela, product director at Dressed, the world's first interactive luxury styling game. Bringing gaming focus to product strategy and management is what she does. And her path is extensive, including gigs heading up commercial games development, also publishing. And get this, Joanna was also the co-founder of an independent gaming studio, Curioso Games. Her colleagues, I always do a little bit of research. This is the one I want, John. This is great. Working with her, her colleagues, creates a dream team. So here we are. We already have the dream team going strong. Strong women, smart women in this episode, John. So let's dive in. Wow, what the heck am I doing here? Oh, really? <laughs> I know. Not, not smart, not a woman. <laughs> I don't belong. <laughs> well, let's start with Johanna. We always want to look at successful people, see how they've done it. And this is no different. Johanna, you're working at a fashion gaming company. How's that compared to wherever else you've worked? I think well, it's actually very, very different. Um, first of all, this company is female-led. So it has a very, has very strong female leadership. Um, and I think the way you see that is it's a, it's a very flexible culture. It's very sort of focused on building that culture. And it's, it's sort of very open and kind of takes into people's, you know, life circumstances and everything into consideration to create this company that's very supportive. And I think that's not to say that the previous companies haven't been supported, but it's like in a very different level. Plus, it's really exciting to see a lot of women in a company where usually there's been just a few of us, whereas now there's, you know, there's a there's an army of, of really inspiring women. So it's been really exciting. 
what has it been like to do your role and what have you learned as a woman in your position? You know, 50% of the mobile gamers in some categories more are women. So when you actually have more women at the table and in the leadership level, it's just, it changes that dynamic and you feel like you're making more sort of authentic experiences that you can actually tap into the talent to get that feedback. And, and really from a product perspective, you can shape the product because you've got the people around you as well that can sort of feed back into it. So I think that's the thing that makes it super exciting and, and rewarding it. at the same time. Love it. I like that, like a positive feedback loop because you're making experiences for other women and they can be very different. You know, I mean, women also play action games. I'm not saying that, oh, but yeah. hell yeah, absolutely. I do. Uh, good. Redestina, I want to switch to you. You're interesting because you were in a male dominated studio and it wasn't because you were discriminated against. There was a very good reason for it to be that way. Tell us about that and what you're doing now. Yeah, it was actually uh, a gay dating app that I was working uh, on and um, I was the only woman in, in the office. Uh, that was a really unique experience in my career and very different because, yeah, like being the only woman is is, is, is interesting and it's challenging. In the beginning, it was tough because I had to, yeah, like to be patient and like put a lot of effort to fit in and be included. And this eventually happened. So I guess like the biggest learning from this experience is um, not take things personally and have be a bit more like patient with things and people. And of course, you need to prove yourself. You need to get out there and uh, people will see you for what you are and they'll start including you and they'll trust you. I mean, the joy of work is when you can make a worthwhile contribution, at least that's for it for me, is when you find your voice. Now, you said yourself at your other studio, it was a little bit difficult to sort of find that way. You had to be very patient. What have you also learned there? What has allowed you to make now a contribution at Voodoo? I think these two things that I mentioned really allowed me to focus on, on, on work, actually, and not really drill into any unnecessary drama, let's say that way, and like taking it too personally and, 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 and making and going in negative direction. So this allowed me to focus more professionally on what are more my goals as a professional, what I want to learn, um, I, how I want to be perceived. I wanted to be perceived as someone who is expert in a certain field. And it motivated me to work towards this goal and prove myself in, in front, like to me and obviously to my colleagues. Um, and this ultimately helped me um, delivering and being better at my job uh, in the next companies that I worked. Wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about mentors. Uh, I think most of us have a couple of people, maybe some of us have even more, who have made really significant differences in our careers, who we've become, how we've developed, how we've grown, what we've learned about how to present ourselves, how to speak, how to be, how to grow, all those things. I think it's particularly important from what I've heard from women to have had role models, especially in technology. Who's been a mentor for you, Johanna? I was very lucky when I joined the games industry. We had a couple of women in the office and two, I just really want to call two of them in particular because they just, they really shaped how my career in a way ended up and how I kind of approach things. 
They were very different, uh, Victoria and Catalina, very, very different. Uh, the other one was a sort of very calm, organized studio head. Incredible, incredible experience and, and all the things. It's just like very organized. So she, she told me that. And then we had um, uh, our head of sales. And it was just like passion and fire and just this confidence. And when she would walk into the room, you know, you just like, Mira, she's going to sell it. And I think you know, seeing her pretty much in my, I don't know, it, kind of early days was really inspiring. And you learn these different approaches. I remember her having this conversation with our finance director just about traveling. They, they booked her into in, on some flight around the moon to go to the client. And she's like, no, I'm not having that. It's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell millions here. You know, like I want my client to see that I'm coming in this. And it's like, no, no, but you know, this is, you're going to go. And, and they had this whole thing. It's like, no, that's what I'm going to have. As I'm going to go there, I'm going to have this business, but I want my client to see that this is, and it's just this whole thing. And, um, and needless to say, she did fly how she wanted to fly and she did bring back the business, but it's just like, she wasn't having any of it. But at the same time, she was wonderful to work with. She would lift other people. And it's the same thing for both of them. They would just lift other people and always support. So I was very lucky to have these two right off the bat sort of helping me out as well. I love that. It's on my feet. I that really is such a rare that. combination of, go ahead, I, Peggy. I'm sorry, sorry, John. I was just so enthusiastic. I ever, but I really love that is when someone lifts you and they're just being yeah. themselves, but they are also a role model without even trying to be, they're just being themselves. So that was yeah. inspiring. And it is you know, inspiring, she, she Peggy, because it's someone. not that many people who are mm -hmm. both that really out there, big personality and also focused on others and helping them grow. So that's really, really cool. Radicina, how about you? Who's been a mentor for you? I, I guess I can relate. I was also lucky with my first job in mobile because I was surrounded with some really uh, great women. Um, and my direct manager was a woman at that uh, time. And she was great, uh, very demanding, perfectionist. Uh, so she she was really looking at all the details and of course sometimes i would have hard time you know like why did you write this like that i had to go back and re revise things but this really helped me a lot uh in my career and also i had this strategy i came up with this strategy back then i would just observe all the women around me and i would like i would decide on one thing that i really like about them because i think everyone is, is strong in one or more things and i'll try to like mimic and um and, and and like kind of learn it myself so um i've done that with just like colleagues and and friends as well and it's it's a great way to improve yourself if you find Smart. it i love that absorbing the best of everyone around you literally learning from the best you know we talked about people who helped us up the rung right <laughs> who help us out and sometimes it's just that one piece of amazing advice, right? You get on the trajectory for success. I'd like to hear from both of you. I'll start with you. Radicine, I'll start with you. You know, what was the advice that got you that really sparked the flame, the burning desire to exceed, to succeed rather in gaming? Uh, that's a tough one. But I think like the, the advice that I've been given the most um, was like just to be more confident and uh, to own it, to know that I'm doing a great job and to, to be proud of it. And that's something I think that women 
in not only in gaming but everywhere we're always doubting ourselves are we good enough did we do good job and it's a very cliche like everyone can tell you okay just be confident and then you can do just do it it's it's some it's a process it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort and it i'm it's still something that i'm working towards basically i like that very I, simple own it I, I shouldn't say this i mean like i'm giving away secrets here but you know what men have that too <laughs> maybe not all and i'm sure there's women who don't have that as well but there's imposter syndrome and there's like you know am i good enough oh, wow. to do this all that stuff it does happen but I, you're I, better. You're, not, you're, you're, never, of course. No. <laughs> Maybe you're better at discovering this. Like, but men are very good at hiding yeah. it, you know? Really? really you hide are, stuff? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get your uh, husband in here, Peggy? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, no, he's hiding. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, we'll ask you the same question. That one piece of advice that sparked the fire that started off with you, Joanna. Oh, there's so many. I mean, Radicino already made some really good points. And I'm trying to think of what would be the thing. And I guess one would be that when you work in mobile space, in particular, you don't, not everybody knows everything. Things change really quickly. Nobody knows everything. But it's about having that belief in yourself, having the belief in your experience to actually like, okay, you might not know everything right now, but you have the skills in you, the ability to go and find out, tap into your network, speak to people, you know, you can figure it out. And I think once you kind of figure it out that we're all figuring things out and working things out all the time, it sort of gives you that confidence that, all right, we're all in the same boat. We're always trying to figure something out. And then I think that's, that was the biggest advice. And that's what the thing I always pass on to anybody who comes into the teams, like, don't worry, we're all kind of figuring out, you know, there, there's no set way of doing this. Some things there are, but for most things, there are new ways that we can find how, how we can work this. And I think knowing that is something that just kind of gives me that confidence on a day-to-day -day basis and keeps that imposter syndrome at bay when yeah. those happen. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really great point. Yeah, I, I could totally relate on <laughs> trying to catch up and being on top of everything all the time yeah. and worrying that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what's really meaningful for me there is that you don't have to be confident that you know it all. You don't have to be confident that you can do it all. You do have to be confident that when you come across something that's new, you can figure it out, you can get help, you can do what you need to do to get where you need to be to make it work. And if you have and develop that confidence and you've seen that in yourself over time, hey, I had that challenge and I figured that out and I got that help and I got and that worked out, mm -hmm. then you've got some confidence that you can face the future. Let's talk about giving back a little bit, because both of you have had women that you've looked up to, that you've sort of chameleoned, you know, taken the best parts and learned from. How can uh, women in mobile give back? How can you give back? Um, maybe let's start here. What advice would you give to women who are starting out right now in mobile gaming? Mm. <laughs> Don't join companies where you're the first, the only woman. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's one advice I would give that I would learn. You know, if you're just starting out, seek out companies that have women in their leadership, have women, you know, working in there. And you can often tell from some of the, you know, questions that you get in interviews and things like that, you can get a good sense of what it is because, you know, you're going to need that network. 
and you know there's a lot to figure out and there's a lot of things like i know now that i didn't know at the time and but because i was very fortunate to have these women around me supporting me and kind of thinking about all right yeah i'm gonna pass on a few things so i always kind of say that is the that's the thing to look out for in the companies they do have women in there they're not the first what are some of the questions in the interview that are the red flags <laughs> I can tell you a funny one that I had. This is a while back now, but a company reached out to me and um, it was a product role. And, and I was like, okay, let's have this chat. And uh, I remember um, <laughs> them saying that. So how would you feel that you would be the oldest, oldest person in the, in the company? Because everybody's um, under 25, predominantly under 25. And you'd be pretty much the only woman and, you know, we got some silly boys in there. So basically it was kind of like, you know, you'd end up, would you become, would you be comfortable kind of being the mother of the company? I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah, I just, I, I just, that was kind no. of the general gist of it. And I was just like, oh, what, how, first of all, how old do you think I am? But at the same time, you know, it's kind of like, you have this thing, like, is this really happening? Is this, was oh. this a real question? Needless to say, that didn't become a thing, but it was just like, it was, it was like, I, I, I was just a little bit like thrown back by, by that question. Just this whole, you know, pretty much these three things. And um, so That's that was something real, that I was actually. questioning. So, yeah. That, that is, that is like, you know, would, would you mind babysitting is like, <laughs> that was expected. Would you like to be a mom for, for these boys? Okay. <laughs> No, thank you. I have enough of that at home. Or, <laughs> uh, Radicina, what advice would you give to women who are starting out? I could echo uh, Joanna's advice. I think finding a woman mentor is a great way to learn and to get support. I think women are um, great in, in inspiring, especially other women. And it could only help you. Uh, or also another strategy is uh, when you start in the new field, Find people that you're, you're looking up to um, and learn from them. So you need to start from somewhere. And then on the way, you find yourself. You find your own path. Nice. I like that right there. I want to go back for a moment. We just talked about the inspiration, the advice that you would give others. You're both very far along in your careers. What's the most ridiculous statement or stereotype you've experienced? I mean, Johanna, we heard about the babysitting, but uh, tell me one and how you dealt with it. Well, we've had um, in the past, I think, uh, I was just trying to think of an example here, but um, you know, you sometimes get this, get this thing that if it's anything technical or anything sort of non-marketing or something that you can't possibly understand, I've had instances where um, we've had clients who weren't really comfortable of women being a project manager for, for something. It's like, you can't possibly understand. Do you have any men in there? Whereas, you know, at the time we had incredible project managers, female project managers. And it's like, and usually you just deal with like, well, this is the options and these are the, you know, professionals that we have that you're looking for the best. And, you know, this is what we have. And, and oftentimes people kind of realize sort of the attitudes that come out of it but you just have to be quite forward about it that this is what it is you know looking for the best and at the same time you also start looking at the people that you want to work with and um, you know whether it's unconscious bias whether there's actually like okay we don't want to work with these people this is not worthwhile you know this is not good for our company this is not good for our team so you start looking at it that way 
and um, the more established your business becomes, the, the more sort of people are like, okay, we want to, you know, choose who we work with. And, uh, and I think those probably that sort of examples I've, I've seen in the past, but. So people say you can't handle it. So that's their bias. Yeah. Um, yeah. You run into it all the time. Redostina, what about mm -hmm. you? What about a stereotype that you had to overcome? Yeah, I think this stereotype it wasn't any comment or anything that I've been told it was more a behavior or a certain attitude uh, just that gives you the feeling and it was uh, mainly coming from like underestimating you uh, whether it's I don't know uh, on, on your, based on your background or the, the fact that I'm a woman or the fact where I'm coming from I don't know right um, and uh as I mentioned, I'm just trying not to take it personally, and uh, and I try to. I, I understood uh, that it's it's about them. It's not about me. And these are people that have their own problems, uh, I guess, and they their own story. So I should focus on on being like dividing the professional from the personal and keep repeating to myself that's professional, that's work. I should not. This is not what um, defines me or like how people are treating me it wouldn't really define me how I am and shouldn't it's it's hard but eventually you get there <laughs> with experience maybe one question we'll give to both you as well and maybe Rodestine will start with you we talked about imposter syndrome we talked about feeling like oh, can I do this am I as good as you know I need to be can I actually fill this role how do you overcome that I don't, I just go for it. Like I, this is an advice, <laughs> I got. <laughs> I, I, an advice I got from a male friend, actually. He was just asking me like, what, what would be the worst thing that would happen if you fail, right? Like, even if you're not ready, what would be the worst thing? And if you think about it, like what could be the worst thing that would happen? You need to try, you need to go and you, you need to just, if it's something you want to, you're passionate about, you're interested, just, just try. It might be that you will be surprised by yourself, but like it's difficult to overcome and you just need to push yourself and, and, and go for it. That's like, this is how I'm doing it at least. I don't know if, Adriana, maybe you have a, a better. No, I think you have a really good point there. I mean, to be honest, it's like as women and we see that all the time that we try to be perfect and we so become afraid of making mistakes. Whereas you know you learn so much by doing it it's like okay well all right that happened I know you know how do we figure this out and it's just like having that belief and one thing that someone I used to to work with said that you know you have to take stock sometimes of the things that you've been doing or you know the, the your achievements and things like that and just just for yourself because you know, often we do things and we don't really celebrate those successes that we have we, we get too caught up in things that went wrong you know, even when you, things go wrong, you can learn. There's learnings in there. You know, as long as you know you're open to it and you're always willing to learn and kind of figure it out, you can look at ah, but that's what I did to get out of that pickle, and and just and I think that is the thing that you know will will help you along the way, celebrating your successes, and at the same time, you know, just like taking continuously learning and being open to it, and not sweating about the small stuff. I, I read some a book recently that was called everything is figure outable and I actually fully <laughs> agree with that everything yes. is figure outable it's just like an uh, the, the, the sort of attitude and I think that will help in this space as well oh. we're always figuring things out 
What I really like about that is because as Rodestina was talking, I was going like, yeah, that's my attitude too. I'll just go, what's the worst can happen? Jump in. And I think that's great advice. And I think the challenge that some of us have, and, and let's be honest, sometimes we have ourselves as well, is but how do you make that leap when you're not confident enough to make that leap? And I think the the key is, Johanna, as you as you talked about, celebrate your successes. You've you've come a long way. You've done incredible things. And if you don't have a lot of them, start small, little things. And then you build that muscle of just trying and not caring <laughs> and not listening to the interior voices that say no and you can't and you suck and all this other yeah. stuff yeah. going for it and talk to other people people that have worked with you people that know you because that's often you know we can become kind of stuck in our own heads but then when you actually speak to people that have worked with you it's like oh my god do you not remember when we did this or you've done that and it's just like it's 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 a really good experience so it's the thing about lifting other people up as well acknowledging the things that they've done you know especially because we can spot it when somebody's feeling a bit mm, doubtful so you know take that moment to kind of go and lift the other person up and, and highlight all the cool stuff that they can do they've done and and that oftentimes kind of gives you that nudge as well and great for team building as well I mean, mm -hmm. we didn't touch upon it, but, you know, it is to your point, John, being the only male here. It's not just about diversity. It's about diverse opinion and inviting that into our team. So, you know, male, female, whatever, sitting at the table and saying, OK, you know, give your input, give your feedback. So, yes, great advice there. Um, I did want to zoom in a little bit on Radistina because she is not just a mobile hero with a blog, as they all have, you know, but it's really all about experimenting and thinking outside the box and there inviting diverse opinion. I just wanted to have you maybe zoom in on how you do that. Maybe just one quick lesson on getting everyone at the table to talk. Yeah, I think uh, the most important part of having everyone comfortable to talk is creating a, a, the right environment. And this, I think it's uh, done by example, like let you lead by example, when you're authentical and honest, and when you are just a human being and you're able to uh, admit your mistakes or have an opinion when it might not be pleasant or exactly politically correct, but you still are brave enough to share, people will mimic you, they will see that it's okay to, yeah, to speak up. So I, I truly believe that People can share opinions if they feel safe and comfortable and that there won't be any bad consequences and they, they that this will only bring constructive discussion. And this is this happens by like everyone being honest, especially if you're in a management position where you have a team to take care of. You need to, to show them by your own example. Cool. Well, maybe we'll end here. Uh, and usually, Peggy, we do have the top three tips, but I switched it up this time because we have a special episode. And maybe we'll end with kind of just one thing from each of you. And we'll start with Johanna. What would you tell young women who are considering mobile marketing as a profession? Do it. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> you know, it's a wealth of opportunities, wealth of opportunities. And, you know, we're all mobile. I, I can speak from sort of mobile gaming side, but, you know, I said before, half, this is a $90 billion business, right? And half of the gamers are women. 
And, you know, we need that perspective. Look at the roles, you know, look at the, the offerings, find a studio. There's a wealth of it that is looking for your experience. And it's always, you know, hard to find. And, um, and so we're always looking. So there's just plenty of opportunities. So just go for it. Don't wait until you're 150% of the job description. Can you do the role? Do you have the thing? And just go for it. That's the thing I, awesome. would, I would say. Awesome. So Rabstina Johanna stole uh, Nike's uh, slogan right there. What's yeah. your advice? <laughs> I made it, uh, Joanna made it very difficult for me now. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I think it's, it's fun. It's challenging. So if they're up for adventure, yeah, just yes. go for it. <laughs> I just love kinda... it. Love it. <laughs> if you're up for adventure, go for it. <laughs> Well, we want to thank you, Johanna, Radostina. It has been a real pleasure. It has been amazing. It has been great to listen to you, to learn from you, and thank you for sharing. Thank you thank very you much. Thank you so much for having us. I have to add, I just love hands-on discussions and one that is uplifting. So again, a plus one from my end as well. Thanks so much. Thank you Excellent. so much. It's been an absolute joy. Part of our job, John, because what do we do? <laughs> we shine a light on mobile marketers. <laughs> with superpowers the same as today so of course if others think you fit the bill then come on in apply to be a mobile hero like radistina just ping us on linkedin twitter john's there i'm there we will get that party started wonderful excellent we're on youtube we are on audio on all the podcasting platforms so see you there and thanks again to our guests today <laughs>